interest rates are up, inventory is low, buyers want to buy, sellers have nowhere to go. The buy now, the sell later program. Is the real estate market going to crash? More to be revealed on this episode of Real Estate Talk. Hi, everyone. It's Troy Sage here, your host of Real Estate Talk, and it's February 19th, 2022. I have a ton of information for you, so let's get to it. Yes, interest rates increased yet again for home loans and mortgages. Rates have been hovering in the 3% range for a long time, and yet now we are seeing rates at 4%, even above 4% for certain buyers. So if you qualified for a loan just a month ago in January at the 3% range, it is very, very important that you reach out to your lender and make sure you're still qualified for the loan that you were packaging and putting in place to purchase a home. With these rate increases, some buyers are not able to purchase because that rate increase has changed enough to where it's $150 to $200 a month more to borrow the same money. So please reach out to your lender and make sure you still qualify. It's vital that you stay on the same page with your lender all the time. Now, remember, interest rates are predicated by your debt to income ratio as a buyer. How much debt do you have that is static every month that you're paying out? Car payments, student loans, credit card payments, et cetera. Your credit score and the amount of money that you're actually putting down on the purchase or on the property that, that you're trying to buy. The percentage or the amount in which you're borrowing is what I'm getting at. So if your typical old school conventional loan was 20% down, 80%, so an 80-20 type program, which means you're borrowing 80% of the purchase price to purchase this actual property. So the less you put down, the more income you have to have and the better FICOs you have to have. So I would strongly suggest that you reach out to your lender and make sure that there's a program in place for you with these rent increases that you still qualify. Remember, there's four basic kind of loans out there. They're conventional, FHA, VA, and USDA loans. Those are the four typical loan types that are out there. And each one has different guidelines. So you've got to reach out to your lender and make sure you still qualify. There's nothing more heartbreaking than being qualified for a loan and then have interest rates change and you find the home of your dreams and, and then come to find out you just don't qualify for that much, that much money anymore. So please reach out to your lender. Now, with all of this being said, you might think to yourself, well, with this rate increase, the market should slow down a bit, right? Well, actually, with the rate increase, we've only seen roughly about 5% reduction in qualified buyers, only about 5%. Now, remember, if you've been following my podcast and you've been following the market, each home is getting multiple offers, sometimes within hours of it hitting the market. And other markets, it's taking a couple of days. A standard market is a 90-day on-market time frame, which means it takes roughly 30 to 45 days to get an offer and then 30 to 45 days to close escrow. We haven't seen that in years. So we're still 100% in a seller's market. Now, the good news about this 
that there's only roughly 5% of the buyers that have fallen out due to the rate increase. It's great news. It means that consumers are being very careful with their credit. Buyers are really building their credit. So they have strong credit, which is fantastic. Buyers are making a good living. So people are making money and they can afford their static debt, which we spoke of, and they can afford their new mortgage payment. And the great news is, is people are saving money. So they're coming up with bigger down payments. A lot of people have shifted away from the zero down programs or the three and a half percent FHA. A lot of people are coming up with 5% conventional, 10% conventional, 20% conventional. So the buyers are getting a lot stronger, which is good for our market. So even with the increase of the interest rates in the market right now, we are still seeing multiple offers on just about every property available. So this being said, when buyers submit offers for considerations, buyers have got to be aggressive. You have got to be aggressive in today's market, meaning do not expect any type of negotiations from the seller, whether it's new construction or it's resale. Don't expect the seller to spend time when they're getting multiple offers, sending you a counter offer to what they would like to start negotiating with. It just doesn't happen. There's so many buyers out there. The seller doesn't have to do that. Reach out to me if you want more information on how to structure a good offer and how to have a good offer presented for you. Again, I highly recommend, even when working with the builder, that you use a real estate agent to negotiate for you. Remember, working with an agent as a buyer doesn't cost you a dime. Find a good real estate agent that is, has your interest at heart, that's a strong negotiator, but equally as important that they're honest and upfront about the market. You don't want to waste time writing offers on several properties that just have them rejected because the agent isn't sure what's going on in the market. So work with a really strong agent. Another issue that we have or a challenge that we have in today's market is that owners want to sell, but where are they going to move? meaning there's not a lot of inventory for them to pick from when they sell their home to buy another home. So with this inventory being so low, what we're seeing in this vicious cycle, what's, what's typical right now is that a buyer will purchase a property and allow the seller to stay in the property for anywhere from a couple of days to a few weeks to a couple of months, sometimes up to three months. Now, in these cases, the seller rents back from the buyer, the new owner. They do this rent back. Again, this is very typical in today's market due to the low inventory. But I have to tell you, it's very challenging. Meaning this, if a seller sells their property and the new buyer now owns the property and the seller can't find, still can't find another property even during the rent back period, what happens? You run into tenancy issues. You run into not just a lease back, now you got to put a full lease together. And it gets really sticky. It gets really stressful. Again, with every challenge, we now have solutions. And one of the solutions that we have is the buy now, sell later, sell later program. Let me say that again. We have the buy now, sell later program. Let me explain to you how this works. The buy now, sell later program allows a property owner to look for another property, write an offer on that property, get that property 
uh, under contract and accepted before they actually sell the property they currently own. What this does is this opens the door for sellers to say, yes, I want to sell my property. Let me look at inventory now or even new construction, hypothetically, careful with new construction. I'll get to new construction in a minute that they can go buy another property. And in, in the time period that they're actually closing this transaction on the property that they purchased, they can then have their property on the market, get that sold and remove that stress of temporary housing, remove that stress of that rent back from that new buyer. So the buy now, sell later program is absolutely wonderful and fantastic. Reach out to me and I'll give you more information on that. And the lender that I'm currently using that offers this program to all homeowners. So now we've, we've gotten that challenge and we have a solution for that. So let's look at new construction. What's happening with new construction right now towards the end of February 2022. New construction is starting to change a little bit. So those of you that have been uh, listening to the podcast or have been following me or been watching the market understand that builders have a massive challenge. Here's how builders work. Traditionally, a builder will open up a phase. They'll build some models, they'll open up a phase and you'll have X amount of homes to choose from, different styles, two-story, single-story, different faces, elevations, all kinds of different add-ons to these properties. So as a buyer, you would walk in the office, you would pick what lot you want, you would pick what house you want built on it and boom, they would build the home. But in the past couple of years, that just is not the case due to the massive influx of buyers. So builders have fallen way behind, extremely far behind. So what they put in place about two years ago was a waiting list. You could get on this waiting list. So as one phase opens and closes and the next phase opens and closes, you're on a waiting list to be in the front of the line to kind of like a lottery. And some of them actually use the lottery to have your name drawn to say, hey, we got another phase opening. The house should be completed in the next six to eight months. Do you still want to buy from this builder? If the answer is yes, you usually had about 24 to 48 hours to respond to that builder. At that point in time, get back in the builder, get qualified, make sure you can still buy the home. And then boom, you became the buyer of that new construction home. Now, some builders are still using this program but I can tell you that across the country, on an average, there's over a thousand people for every home they're building. And a lot of builders have closed out their waiting list. Their waiting list has been shut down already throughout the rest of this year. And buyers are, believe it or not, still waiting for these properties. So let's say there's a thousand buyers for every property the builder is gonna build when they open that lottery up or they open up that waiting list, they go through their list and call everyone in order to say, hey, do you still want this home? If the buyer says yes, boom, they sell it to them. Well, that has a lot, that's got 999 buyers that aren't getting a house for every home that, that's being built. So what the builders are doing now is some builders are changing their system. They're actually building their phases. And when they're about one to three months from having that property completely done and ready for the certificate of occupancy, they are putting it on the market. This is very much like resale. They're building the house. They're putting all kinds of stuff in the home. And then even some of the upgrades, some builders are picking all the upgrades. You're basically going to buy like resale. 
Other builders are allowing the buyer within one to three months before they can actually get keys. They're listing the property, making it available, and it's first come, first serve. Wow. So it sounds a lot like resale homes, right? Now, here, here's the caveat to this. Here's the catch. The builders are taking the best offer, just like resale homes. Now, the best offer doesn't always mean the highest price. The best offer means what suits the seller the best. Same as in resale. What suits the, the seller's needs the best? Well, when you think of new construction, you have to remember a few things. Builders provide incentives by using the builder's preferred partners. For example, the builder's preferred lender, the builder's preferred title company, the builder's preferred whatever it is. So they're going to offer you incentives to use their preferred partners. In structuring an offer, you're going to want to allow that to happen. You're going to want to use the preferred partners. Now, let me add a caveat to that. Most builders are requiring that you get qualified with their lender of choice, just like in resale, where a seller has a right to ask the buyer to get cross-qualified with a lender that they know. This way, we're not, they're not accepting an offer, wondering if the buyer can truly qualify. Builders are doing the same thing. But builders are making it a little bit more difficult by saying up front, you have to get qualified with our lender first. They have the right to do this, a little bit different than, than resale. They're saying you have to. Now, not saying you're not going to have an opportunity to buy the home if you don't qualify with their lender, but I will tell you, you're not going to have the opportunity to buy unless you get qualified with their lender. Not to say that you can't change lenders, okay? So there, there's a way around this. There's a way around making this happen. So if you're looking for new construction, I highly recommend that you work with a real estate agent. Why? Because several reasons. Number one, as a consumer, it is very cumbersome and, and it takes a lot of time to drive from community to community to community to pull up in front of a model home and see a sign that says, sorry, we're sold out. Thanks for stopping by. That will happen to you if you're not working with a real estate agent. Even if you go online and you go to the builder's website and it says, we have these three properties available. I will tell you right now that by the time you get there, those homes are already sold. Their internet websites are not updated on a regular basis like the multiple listing service, like work with a real estate agent. So I'd highly suggest that you work with an agent that is going to reach out to these builders to make sure that these properties are truly available. The other reason to work with an agent is they're going to help you structure your loan and walk you down this path hand in hand to make sure that you're getting qualified and you're using the incentives that the builder is offering. Keep this in mind. I'm talking a lot about real estate agents. A, a working with a real estate agent as a buyer, you don't pay a dime for their services. So it, it behooves you to work with an agent that knows the market, that understands what the builders are doing, that will structure an offer for you and will hold your hand and walk down this path together to having this home built. It's much better to do it with a professional than do it on your own. Trust me, I've done it both ways. I'm a licensed real estate agent and I work with people all the time buying new construction. And it's so much smoother when you have somebody in your corner fighting for what you want and getting you what you need. So all of this being said, builders building homes are turning this a lot more just like resale homes because they see the benefit of building, staying uh, in motion and getting things done and then offering the home for sale.
So any way you go, you should, you really have to have a game plan and have that game plan in place and implement every step of that game plan. So where's the crash, my friends? I've been hearing about this for the past three years. There's gonna be a crash, there's gonna be a crash, there's gonna be a crash. Where's the crash? Well, in my opinion, there is no crash. There's no crash, things are different. This is not 2005 through 2007. Banks are not just giving money away to anyone with a pulse. That's how it was back in that era. Remember, real estate is cyclical. It's always what was yesterday is gonna come again today, but thank God that the feds put things in place to stop the predatory lending. So we have much stronger buyers right now. It takes a lot more to be qualified than what it was 10, 15 years ago. So there is no crash. Buyers are motivated to beat the rising mortgage rates. Think about this. Supply and demand, we have an issue. Rates are going up a little bit. Only 5% on average of the people have fallen out of qualification. So more buyers are trying to beat the rate increases. And yes, I do believe we're going to see more rate increases. I believe we're going to see close to 5% by the end of this year. 5% is still not a bad deal. I could talk about this ad nauseum, about interest rates from years ago, 13%, 12%, 8%. During the big short sale era, most homeowners were at 7 8%. And when they did loan modifications, they went down to 3%. And within three years, they're back at five. Five is the magic number. So keep that in mind on future podcasts and watch the market. Watch when these interest rates hit 5%. They're going to hover at 5% for about a year or so, in my opinion. Second point I have to make is remember that millennials are reaching the peak of the home buying age. They are reaching their peak at the home buying age. I want you to think about that for a moment. And remember, millennials are the largest population in generational history. So baby boomers and millennials, huge populations. If you watch anything to do with marketing, you watch anything to do with industry, back when the baby boom generation was kicking, Gerber baby food became huge. Anything to do with babies became huge. Well, same thing happened with millennials. Now millennials are buying homes. This is bringing a large group of people into the home buying sector. And we already have low inventory. So we've got factor number two, that millennials are now in the peak, in the peak of their home buying years. And we have renters that want to escape the rental and beat the rate increase. There's a ton of renters out there right now that are experiencing rent increases. These rent increases are at times more than if they qualify for a loan and actually purchased a home. So you add all three of these factors together, we have a lot of people in the home buying pool. As always, life presents us challenges and somehow we seem to find solutions. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me directly, troy at troysage.com. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for watching our podcast or our video cast, I mean. Please subscribe. Please share this with all your friends. And as always, my friends, make it a great day.